to the Squeaking Fuel podcast. Today I'm joined by Jordy, as always. Hello. And we have two visitors from the SEALs who are here today to discuss their changes to the whole SEAL service. So let's get started. Jordy, first off, how are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? That's very good. That's very good. I'm happy. I'm happy you're good. I'm always good. I'm, I'm quite ill at the moment, so I may sound like I've got a badger in my nose, but I, I'm fine. Why not an so, entire panda? Maybe a panda, maybe a panda. It may be to the extent of a panda being in my nose. But a- anyway, so guess, guess. Rickson and. A- Wait, Acustus. Yeah, is that Acustus, correct? Yeah. Acustus. Yes. Close How are you today? How are both of you today? Uh, pretty good. The sun yeah. is shining. My sun's not shining. Wait, yeah, it is, but I don't. I have my blinds shut because I don't like sun. So. Yeah, the sun's not up for me yet, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Mainly because you're awake, like. What's your current time, Rickson? Uh, for all intents and purposes, 0530. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Yay! But I've had coffee. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That helps. Okay. Fantastic. It's good to hear that you're both okay. So, I've heard that you guys are. You've moved over to IRC now officially. How, how's that? How's that handling for you? Right. Uh, the wholesales have indeed moved over to IRC, which is Internet Relay Chat, as our method for receiving calls and providing our services. Uh, it's been a very profound impact beyond being just a change from what most people are used to, because IRC has far fewer services, or not services, but far fewer of the cosmetic features of other chat platforms. But overall, it's been a very good thing for rescues. Our, our numbers are most definitely up from, you know, one every three days to, on average, more than one a day. Uh, so it, it's been nice. Do you Ooh. still do rescues in Discord, or do you just relay them to the IRC? The two are actually linked now, but we prefer to conduct rescues in IRC. Very Rigsan and the Cyber Seals have very nicely set things up so that um, anything that's in an IRC gets posted into a Discord channel and anything that gets posted into the Discord channel gets back posted into IRC. The only exception is the actual repair. That goes for our general chat channel and rescue traffic all goes through IRC with just basically a read-only copy posted in Discord for people to just glance at and review, or, uh, you know, in case of emergency, they can look back up in the history and see what the case was like. However, you can't use things like our bot commands, you can't use several features because of the nature of how bots interacting with bots, if, you know, if we post it in Discord, the bot that posts it in IRC can get a little scrambled in the brain sometimes and yeah there's just a point of failure there so you that that's obviously why you prefer to do it in um on, on the IRC yeah right and there's other yeah. benefits as well um simplicity for one the more simple we can make a process for a client the better because more complicated steps means they either won't come to us or they'll get confused and lost along the way exactly and additionally not needing to make accounts and log in and all this other stuff to get services just makes the process simpler and better. So I have a question. It's a bit off script and a bit off topic, but I, obviously Squeaking Fuel have 
many, many more quick. They're not squeaking fuel, sorry. Fuel rats have many more cases than the wholesales. And I suppose, is that because of publicity and knowledge, or is it just because of not many people end up taking damage or and they usually I, end up dying? I think, it, well, I would say with the fuel rats, if you run out of fuel, it doesn't matter where you are. You could literally be in, in the middle of Seoul, well, at least on the outskirts of Seoul, you run out of fuel. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, but if you take hull yeah. damage, as long as you're still capable of using your FSD, you can just get back to a station and fix yourself. Ah, so, uh, uh, okay. So yeah. there's, there is less scope for it. It's also, I suppose, um, it tends to be people who venture deep into space. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's simply just the clientele. There's very differences. There's also a bit of name recognition in there. The fuel rats have been around since 3301. Uh, it's currently 3307, and we were only founded in 3305. 3305, yeah. So yeah. They also have, you know, four years more name recognition built up, and we're relatively... Not to mention in-game advertising. That does help, yeah. Well, the in-game advertising is not really something that I even look at, so... I, to, to compare us to the rats, although we do share similar services, like, our services look similar, and and to some extent, you know, we provide similar services, and we... And, and Truth be told, we are in some ways modeled after them. The original hull seals were fuel rats who established what became the whole seals for distant worlds 2 but yeah. it's a hard comparison that we are so different uh and and there's no right or wrong it's just the different ways of going about things but drawing hard comparisons i think is it's, it's a little off well i guess you would say if you would compare the whole seals to the rats then you would have to compare the whole seals to the rats that are at the same age so the whole seals from now and the rats from so many years ago like yeah. when you were at the same size yeah. but also coming back to the point where you don't have so much clientele in comparison to the rats it's just because the rats have starters and people uh, who uh, get out of fuel it's much more easier than having your whole breakdown and that's something that only like medium knowledge and and end game players get yeah, if you run out of hull, you can still keep flying. If you run out of gas, as Acasta said, you're stuck. Yeah. So I suppose, well, they say there's less supply. Sorry, there's less demand. And to be honest, there isn't as much supply either because you're... Are you spawner in number? I suppose you haven't got as much staff and rescuers than, than the uh, fuel rats. Oh, how Come many of the fuel one? rats got on their roster these days? Several thousand. Well, yeah, so then again, then again, that's just because they have more, to, they have more demand, so they need more staff. So it's it, they're very two kind of opposite things. You shouldn't really compare them. So I was a bit stupid by comparing them, but that's for two different situations. So you're doing a good job. At the end of the day, you're doing your job, even if there isn't many people that need it. That you're still doing the job that you're dedicated to, and obviously, there's still going to be that occasional person who's stuck and. Don't, they can't get anywhere with their uh, hole they have, and um, and they don't know about you. But hopefully, they hopefully they will. 
eventually. Hopefully, with knowledge and time, you'll become more popular and you'll have a bigger. I don't know. You're already massive anyway, because I I, I found out with you by searching the fuel rats. I think you came up on the Discord server, so you kind yeah. of just you, you just pop up now. So um, which which is really good. I mean, yeah, I've I've seen the kind of correlation and name recognition start to increase as well. But as, as you said, that the the rats definitely have a larger pool of both clients, which naturally results in more people to do the cases because cases are available and it keeps them engaged in the activity. But there's also exactly. a natural, like, comparing roster to roster is also, you know, a bit of a misguided metric because there is a certain amount of rescuer turnover that, yeah, they may have 3,000 people on the roster, but 1,500 still play or still show up every once in a while, or maybe only 300 were online this week or something like that. With the, re with the SEALs, we have total trained, not counting Distant Worlds 2 veterans who just didn't continue. Uh, probably somewhere on the order of, I want to say, 250 to 300 people total. And of those, I would say, on average, we only have about 50 active rescuers at any given time. Yeah, that, Rats, yeah, right. you'd be hard-pressed, hard honestly, in my experience, to find less than 50 people on their IRC at any given time. Every so, time when I'm connected time zones there, play like, around 200 people availability. Online. What was that? Every time I'm online, that that's around 200 people online. Yeah. Exactly. I'm still waiting on my, uh, what is it called? My wool raw position. Uh, my walrus rat position. Walrus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one that was offered to me last time. I went into training and still haven't got response, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Oh. Got it. I'm back, sorry, just misclicked. The other thing you have to note about um, sealing is that it, it's more of an investment of time on part of the individual rescuer because far more of our rescues are in deep space. I mean, yeah. that's, that's not really relevant to the fuel rats because you can't get into deep space if you don't have a fuel scoop. And there's well, also just, there are rats all over the place. An infestation, who would have thought? Death. <laughs> <laughs> um, Idiot so, Astro actually has a very good uh, chart that they produce using data that both us and the Fuel Rats provide that shows the location and intensity of, well, not intensity, but they show the location of rescues all across the galaxy from, you know, just history. And if you look at it, the the rats are very concentrated along just the bubble and the bubble to Colonia and Colonia to Sagittarius A with, you know, the odd jut out to other locations. But you can just tell that they follow the traveled paths. Whereas the seals, although we do have a little bit of the same uh, and, you know, our heat map uh, such that it is is definitely a lot more dispersed, that it does generally follow those paths, but you can also find odd rescues all over the place, and even among that, you know, but couldn't you it's much there, more spread out than the direct line. Couldn't you in there say that, um, because, like, the rats have, like, 10,000-plus uh, rescues, and that the, the normal, or the... the 
yeah the normal is just going to be on the centered path and the uh, jut outs are happening less likely so that that's why their heat map is on the center and because you don't have so many rescues that it looks like it's more dispersed but across time it's going to also uh form to that path as well right i'm not so sure i'd have i'd agree it, it, i think as we've said you can run out of fuel anywhere um so I think the fuel route activities are always going to be more confined to the bubble than ours are. I mean, a lot of Deep Space Explorers, it takes a really exceptional circumstance for them to realize, ah, crap, I'm out of gas, than it does for a bad landing of a mountain can happen anywhere. Um, you know, deciding that you'd rather hug the mountain than fly over the mountain so there is a certain amount is going to always be in our favor of you're going to get a case in the middle of nowhere however at the same time we don't have as many short range cases except for extreme damage because you know people can if they're in the bubble fly to a fleet carrier fly to a station if you're at 75% hull, eh, whatever, I still got 75. I'll just go to a station top off. So it's definitely a difference in scope, scale, and, you know, kind of where things are going to be. So, um, speaking about mountains and stuff, what do you guys do with Odyssey? Thus far, <laughs> not a lot, really. Um... I mean, I've bought it twice, largely because the explosions are prettier in combat, but I haven't really done anything with space legs yet. I have actually not purchased uh, Odyssey at this point. I, I don't feel it's something that I can support currently how it is. Um, when it comes to sealing, though, we try and cover all, I guess, four game platforms now, PC, Horizons, PC, Odyssey, Xbox, PS. Um, that's PlayStation. Um, but there is a little bit of difficulty covering that because many steals just don't, they have not bought Odyssey because it's not, it doesn't do anything for them. It's not what they enjoy doing in the game. It doesn't bring new features that draw them. It doesn't improve existing features as much as they would hope or at all in some cases. And some of this is due to design choice. Some of this is due to bugs to bash frontier on odyssey is <sighs> i don't want to i really want them to, to do good i want to support them but we'll i'm sure we'll get into that conversation later but asking we we always try to support whatever the client comes in as and asking a client hey i know you're an odyssey but don't have anyone can you please log in horizons is always a last resort option uh, where we just try to meet them where they are and make the process seamless for them okay so you don't have odyssey but augustus has played odyssey but you mean with space like so you never uh exited your vehicle before then your ship Well, yes, I, I have done, largely for scale and for attempting to jump on top of the upper hull. 
just, you know, because why not? And that's one of the things I don't like. The suit doesn't have enough jump jet power. Damn it, I want to stand on my Corvette's upper hull. You just want to bask outside and inside of your Corvette. Why, yes, yes, I do. And, <laughs> and even more so, my cutter. <laughs> so, if you uh, could change five things to Odyssey right now, what what would it be, Rickson? Just right Honestly, head. a lot of it... It's hard to come up with a snap list uh, of things you would want to change. Well, there I is the something that, for, for me, it's um, entering and leaving animations for ships. That's already two of them. Yeah, um, the, the fade to black moment, um, yeah, it's not, I'm not a fan of. No, uh, I understand is. why that they have officially changed... They, they have changed officially away from where David Braben said uh, back when... Her, uh, back during the Kickstarter of you will have ship interiors too that it's not on the roadmap and I respect them that they came out and finally said it's not on the, on the roadmap anymore and you know I think that was good for the community um little sad having, but, but at the same time it is sad um not even having a walk up the stairs on your ship which are modeled or climbing the ladder on your ship which is modeled on the outside to walk into the cockpit even if it was a fade to black from the door that just now you're in the cockpit I'd be fine with that but Moving that entry point to the ship's actual entry point would be the first thing. Um, the second, honestly, I'm just not a fan of planetary tech as it stands. But they have said that it is still being worked on, that the implementation of planetary tech right now has several layers of bugs. I, 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 there's a quote somewhere that failure is like an onion. It has many layers. So I, I am trying to reserve judgment on planetary tech until they finally fixed it so i guess number two would really have been delay the second biggest thing i would change about odyssey is when it came out i think that it really should have i understand they had to meet fiscal year deadlines but that's not the developer's choice that's not the cm's choice that was upper level management and i i understand why they did it i still think it was the wrong move but then again i'm not a professional game developer i don't have shareholders to be beholden to so it, it's difficult on that one, but that's probably the second one. Um, those are the big two for me. And uh, a farther list would be getting into the nitpicky territory, but just more dev time and changing how that Armstrong moment, which if you've seen any Yamix videos, he is beating like a dead horse. Oh, wait, that's his shtick. Yeah. Um, when is he not? That's true. Um, th those two certainly... The other thing I really dislike is the way the changes they've made to the station user interface. It's it's clunky Ooh, compared the to The outfitting Horizons. interface is terrible. Both outfitting and missions. It's it's not a graphical improvement in any way that I can see, and it's just harder to use now. Although it does look good in still screenshots, it's Menu Simulator 3307. Um, and I, I it does look visually fantastic yeah i i can but agree it, it just stands used for improvement I mean, the, the icons aren't intuitive like if you're using icons everyone from a five-year-old to a 50-year-old needs to be able to tell what that is what it does on snap because if you're in if you're in gaming click the icon that looks like a galaxy it's like yeah but it does 
look visually fantastic and, and due respect to frontier they've said hey we're gonna fix that so you know what i'm i'm still reserving judgment to see okay what are you gonna come out with because if they come out with something great they make these fixes odyssey has potential but it's half-baked yeah. what do you guys think of the new gal map i haven't had a problem with it so far um there's a new galaxy map. Yeah, yeah Zexuchi like over here doesn't play Elite anymore. <laughs> for shame, sir. For shame. And he doesn't have Odyssey, so he can't know that. Yeah, that's fine. Neither does Rickson. Yeah, but he keeps up with 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 stuffs and things. But anyways, I'll point maybe on this podcast. I know. <laughs> oh, good. So we're your news source. Oh, that's dangerous. We can tell him anything he wants. He won't know the difference. <laughs> but um, something I found very funny. I don't know if you have seen Acastus, but have you seen the entry steps of the cutter? Uh, the cutter? Yeah, the cutter. Yeah, you mean the fact that they're about uh, each one is about waist height. Indeed. Yeah. There's a... <laughs> yeah. Bit of a problem with scale there. <laughs> then again, that that's that's really all the ships in the game. It's, yeah. it's not until now that you've actually got... I think it's not until you've implemented Space Legs that even the developers have actually had a proper perspective on just how damn big these things are. Well, it's it's just when you actually exit your ship and you see how massive a large, a large ship hangar is and that there are like 20 on one station that you can maybe get a grasp of the size. It's not normal. Well, I don't know if you've seen the video on YouTube that gets review, um, revised the ship every couple of years. The ships, yeah, the ship scale. Yeah, comparison. I've seen it, but <laughs> it does nothing. Because the perspective doesn't change. It, the, the perspective changes. And when you are that one meter high human or 1.8 meters high human and two... Uh... Oh! That's really big. I have to tilt my camera up. Like, there, exactly. there is a certain agency yeah. not being a floating orb of visual seeing things. Yeah. Or like having to not being able to get a anaconda in one frame. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, I think the, the one that brought it home to me was um, I think the Polygon article on the view. Uh, when we all had people crashing there back in Distant Worlds 2, um, they described an anaconda as being the size of a modern frigate. And, you know, th that really struck me. Shit, I'm flying something the size of a warship. Solo. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's apt. And um, I, I think scale is something that Elite has always been really good with. It, you are in a one-to-one -one scale of the galaxy. You are nothing but a speck in of dust in the war, in in the universe, and that's part of the amazing things is that the you know things you can find of. I'm here, but I zoom out and I just fade to a pinpoint, and that's something really amazing that I don't think many other games really capture. Um, and even the quote unquote small ships are larger than a modern truck. And it's kind of thinking, I am flying this thing, which would be classed as a warship from the smallest one to a, 
a Death Star by the larger ones. Like, if if you if you showed up in orbit of 21st century Earth in a Federal Corvette and just went into orbit, you'd be have you'd have nukes flying at you by the time you could call down and say hello. Yeah, nukes or Star Wars fans. <laughs> so, so you have yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, they, they just build, they, they just switch out the, the warheads for the Star Wars fans and kamikaze. But like a uh, what is it? A anaconda is like 144 meters long. Uh, that's that's that. longer than my street. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking it up to um. 155 meters by 62 meters by 32 meters tall. Jesus Christ. Wait, that is, what's, it, what's actually bigger? What's actually bigger? A Corolia station or the Death Star? Oh, the Death Star. The Death uh, Star is like 120 kilometers in diameter or something like oh, that. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's the size of a small moon. Uh, modern Corolia stations are two kilometer diameters. Wasn't it a radius of two kilometers? Star diameter. Oh. Death Star diameter is 160 diameter. kilometers. 160, jeez. So 2 to 160. The Death Star is teensy bit bigger. <laughs> teensy bit. Still both painful to get hit by. Yeah, no, don't get don't get smacked by either one. <laughs> no, what's what's yellow and hits oh, that hurts when it hits you? That's quite a big picture. Highway. Uh, to be honest, I don't train. even know what. <laughs> I don't even know what ship that is in the picture you sent. Oh, that's an anaconda from the rear. Is yeah. that an anaconda? Yeah. But yeah, it's an anaconda, but it has livery. It has livery on it. Uh, I thought they were longer. Those landing I also legs. See that, uh, oh that, my that, god. Lufthansa? Is that Lufthansa that is, uh, apparently has bought an anaconda? Um, I think so. Yes, I have an anaconda. Those those landing legs are almost twice the size of an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, no, the landing legs themselves are like a five story building. It's ah, uh. jeez, Jesus Christ! But imagining then yourself standing at that big window of a beluga, how massive would that be? I would be extremely happy if they modeled in basically instead of true ship interiors, just the cockpit, just even yeah. just the cockpit, because being able to run around that cockpit and realize just how big these things are inside. Well, imagining how big the cockpit of an anaconda is. The, the cockpit of an anaconda is massive. Oh, yeah. I also want my coffee maker. The crate has a coffee maker. I want it. I want it now. The great phantom. And the crate phantom apparently has, well, I was going to say shag carpeting, but no, does have a very 1970s vibe. Which ship has a waffle maker? I don't think any of them do. Yet. Yet. No, that would be something you can customize. You know, you have all the necessities of life, even if it's just cosmetic, <laughs> of just sitting around your coffee. I guess just have a random waffle maker hanging on the wall. Yeah, Why and not? then having to pay from it with. Um... What is it again? Arcs. Arcs, yeah. 
I wanted to say V-Bucks, but that's something completely different. No. Oh, we are not discussing Fortnite. <laughs> no, get him out of here. Get him in isolation. We've lost him already. <laughs> no, we are not later. discussing Fortnite. And oh, Saxus is so horrified. Right. <laughs> yeah, just the cock. Just the cockpit would be fine. I mean, I'm disappointed that they don't want to model the interior of the ships, but on the other hand, it seems to me that one of Star yeah. Citizen's major problems is just how much time these incredibly, ridiculously detailed interiors is consuming. Yeah, that's that's so, also what, what Zach said in the previous episode, Zach, the community manager from Frontier. Oh. That it's just not in the current priority scheme, because in the, it takes so much time to make interiors. That's why they uh, probably have the same interior for all stations. Are you sure he did just say no comment? Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I know <laughs> that on a recent live stream, and due do respect is that the, the community team appears to have some of their gags lifted of they can just say it now. And honestly, treat, treating you know the community as adults and being able to just go, okay, here's what it is. I love that. I absolutely love that. I don't want them to be sugarcoating things. Oh, well, we'll see what comes. You know, don't give us these waffle words. Come out and say it. Treat us like adults. Let us, you know, you're going to get bad flack for it either way. Just be upfront with us and we'll respect you more in the long run. And I think that the fact they're starting to do that is healthy for the community. It's healthy for the game. And it shows that the developer at least respects us. And... You know, Frontier has said that they're going to be more open with communication, and they made some initial strides that look great, and I just hope that they can continue to follow through with it and, and keep it up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Acastus. We have something written down here about field finance. Um, would you care to elaborate? Because... I'm fairly confused myself. Field finance? No, he read it wrong. I typed in field, what's your field in the seals, and your field is finance. Oh, okay. Well, I found some editing that's going to be done to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll leave it and he's lazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy, so here is some <laughs> wrong stuff, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Well, no, don't well, get me more editing. God damn it, Rickson. <laughs> right. okay. So, what is your what is your position in finance then? Well, I'm an accountant for my myriad sins. Oh. <laughs> there we go. The question he actually wanted to ask is, what's your position in the seals? Uh, general dog's body. There we go. He's like the, the left ear sometimes, you know. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. I kind of thought. I thought it got, I I, yeah, I mean, me thought as well. Like now, it's gonna come with the the millions of dollars that go through wholesales, all the 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 cash that's being oh. being uh, washed oh, and wish. and stuff. We wish. We wish. Oh, we do gosh. have some. We do have some regular contributors um, and some larger periodic contributors, um, but yeah, I don't think 
we've ever actually seen a thousand dollars in the balance yet. Um, That's two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars, five thousand. <laughs> deals run. Um, strictly speaking, from from last time we checked this, which was you know, January or something like that. Yeah, about that. We we do we the seals technically do run uh, on a deficit uh, where the admins who are currently um, myself, uh, Castus, Drebin, and Middlenate um, cover any balance that remains of whatever we don't receive through donations and contributions and and merch purchases and stuff like that. We we have. A few very limited streams of income. Um, At least you have a stream of income. Us yeah, is squeaking no. fuel. Oh, us is squeaking fuel. Is that nice? I will remember yeah. everyone that we have a Patreon for people that will like to join <laughs> Patreon. It's in the description. Yeah, go check them out. They do good work. Um, but Aww. you know that th that's kind of where we sit right now. Is the fact you know we have maybe a couple months at any given time. I think we currently have like three or four months. Uh, as we stand, and but it's it's always to the point of if we don't it, that the admins always have the need to cover to keep us running, and we don't charge for our services. We don't ask for payment or anything like that. We don't encourage. Oh well, since we rescued you, you should go donate money. But you know, if it happens, we're always appreciative. Um, and well, it's really even... just a matter of independent support. Even not doing that, isn't it against Elite's TOS? Of supplying be... services for money? I yes, be but that's... Supplying services for money, as in making the services contingent on money, almost certainly. Um, accepting donations for services... Yeah, I know, accepting donations anyway. is not... Here, here comes that field finance we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's less finance than law in particular terms of service. Um, Still your field, buddy. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, I've just clicked. Just oh, opens sorry. his hand, sees an entire field of grass come out. <laughs> yeah, just a field of finance, guys. Uh, so, you don't want that. You really don't want that. Wait, field of finance will be a field of grass, but the grass will be made of money. That'd be amazing. I would, I would live in that field. Because I I'd need money. I need to buy back from the lawnmower see how many colors it makes. Yeah, I have in fact taken a large wadge of notes and sort of thrown them up in the air and watched them drift down, and it's not as satisfying as the movies make it look. Oh man! <laughs> you just got a bunch of money to pick up. Wait, wait, wait. Um, did you Pretty do much. it with one dollar bills or with bigger ones? Uh, it was a mixture of five, tens, twenties, and actually fifties as well. Jeez! Wow! No, you don't here, just pull I a TikTok on me, you. Zach. Don't you I said jeez. Oh. I said jeez. <laughs> anyway, you guys, what's on the agenda and kind of what's what future updates are you looking and what's what's the roadmap for Hull Seals? Well, for one thing, we're <laughs> dabbling in um, we're dabbling in the BGS now, and we intend to finally get ourselves established as a player faction in game. Please elaborate. What is the BGS? So one thing, that the Seals, one thing that the SEALs have uh, been asking for recently is just more ways to be involved in Elite. Uh, and and so the, the staff have taken uh, a look at, okay, what exists in Elite as it stands right now? 
in Horizons, and we've, we've been focusing on what you can do in both Horizons and Odyssey, or even just Horizons currently, just what can be done in the game to just get people involved, let them kick back, relax, feel more involved in the seal body, but still have fun. And one of the overwhelming things that people asked for um, this time around, we, we've looked at this previously, but there was never the support there, but now people have asked for essentially a representation of the seals in the galaxy in the form of a player faction. So we've been looking at, you know, we've been looking at systems, we've been looking at different factors of the background simulation in Elite, um, and we're working towards asking Frontiers, hey, can we put a minor faction in this system? The problem being that, well, currently Frontier is not accepting new submissions for player factions and likely will not until Odyssey console release is done and over with. So why we're don't they accept in a holding pattern? Why don't they accept any more, Dan? I suppose it, it takes time, doesn't it, to set up? Everything right now is, yeah, everything right now is focused on uh, getting Odyssey ready for consoles or fixing the call spade a spade PC beta. Mm. So can you kind of explain what the background simulation is? Like, I know what it is because my squadron also has a, a PGS uh, faction, but uh, I don't think that a lot of people know that you can even have your own P faction. I'm not quite sure even Frontier themselves can properly explain the background simulation, which <laughs> would actually explain quite a few things. Magic! Basically, a constant shifting balance of power between different factions, which, are, which at the end of the day is basically just percentages, um, that's apparently moved largely by fighting people or doing missions. Or accepting yeah. missions and then rejecting them again. Right, so, yeah, so that's a bit unsporting. The ba yeah, the background simulation is basically the uh, when you're within the bubble, it's the politics of Elite Dangerous. Um, politics? <laughs> I, I, it's basically the system of who controls what system, who controls what space station, and minor factions oh, no. sometimes aligned with one of the three Power play. major... Oh, right. Uh, factions, the Empire, the Imperials, and the Alliance, or the Independence. Um, not to go yeah. full Firefly, but go Independence. Yeah. Um, go you America. have a brown coat, Rick, so. Um, no comment. Hey, that was previous episode. God damn it, Rickson. Uh, but, but kind of the background simulation, that, that's just kind of the basics but of it, and it is, does, as the cast has said, influenced by a great many things. But does this mean that the whole seals are going into politics? Um, <laughs> our policy is to stay neutral whenever possible on everything, yeah. Um, and, and by that means, we're going to try and establish ourselves as a, have, have a home in this system, stay there. Yeah. And we're not going to we're be not aggressively... Right, we're not planning on aggressively pushing everyone out everywhere and conquering the whole galaxy. Um, yeah, although they, they, it's too much work. Um, and it, you know, it goes against our ethos uh, that we have of being independent. But having that ability to just have a place to officially call home and they, you know, be in the galaxy. You know, this is us. 
is something that is significant. Do you think it's even possible to have a player faction expand to Shinrada Detra? Well, I, I very much doubt it. Um, simply because I can't see why Frontier would allow that. I think and it's theoretically possible, but it will never happen because it would require getting the entire community base to push on the same side to get a faction out if there are any... I don't even think there's any foreign factions. There might just be eight natural factions already in the system, but you'd have to get a faction out to get this number down to like seven or six factions in the system and then aggressively push expansion, and I just... I don't see it happening. I don't think I've ever even tried taking missions from Shinrata. <laughs> Only outfitting. <laughs> well, why else would anyone go there? <laughs> to be, uh, to be um, uh, ganged. Maybe? Free anaconda. Actually, if no, I go to BDSM, that's up to the minor factions. There is no anaconda. The anaconda is a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> okay, it's a lie. A, you get a very nice mug, and it keeps things warm. <laughs> okay, so there are actually only five. Um, Player, there are only five factions in Shinrata Desra, and only two of them look like their native homes. So, so it's possible. Theoretically, uh, wow! Oh god, there is a player faction in Shindes. Really? Lost I knew it. Lost Chupacabras um, is a player faction with twenty-three point five percent influence. They have a presence in two systems. One of which is Shindes. The other is LFT nine two six. But I guess the Steelers have to like change their home first. system now. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's nothing steely about Shinrata Desra. Yeah, um, like... we're all we're all about bad puns. Uh, bad puns are amazing. Um. One thing that was interesting with our search, and I, I'm not going to say what systems we are looking at right now, because if I do, like, someone is going to try and take it. But beyond just having... We weren't as much interested in having a quote-unquote good system for, a, for BGS. That would be, like, having good outfitting, lots of stations, um, lots of systems to expand into, good essentially a good staging base we're not worried about that we were looking at finding a place that is home for the seals and if you look at the fuel rats because it just seems inevitable to draw parallels to them um they have few of them fuel them fuel them and rodentia um because they were lucky enough to get an expansion into the colonia region um but fuelium just kind of there was a, just a natural name, Fuel. Mm. And we, we, I'll be honest, we were looking for some pun like that, or, just, or some play on words that, ah, yes, this is us. I mean, there were there's a couple stations that are like Fisher Terminal, Fisher Orbital, Arfstrom Station. There are a surprising number of Arfstrom stations scattered yeah. around the place, but they all seem to be Imperial. Yeah, they all seem to be Imperial. And, and that was another thing, is we wanted to be, we want to be independent. We want to have a good name. We want to have, you know, a good system, but we're not worried about having this amazing outfitting and amazing mission selection, amazing place to expand into. We're not worried about that. So but our criteria were a bubble? lot different than a normal faction. 
Yeah, it does have to be in the bubble simply because Frontier won't place factions anywhere else. Um, from what we've heard. Yeah, okay. our, our criteria was a lot different than most people. Um, so recently I found an announcement in your announcements about the Apollo 15 anniversary expedition. What's that all about? It's... No, basically Apollo 15 seems to be the largest expedition of the present time. I think it's got several hundred people registered. And SEALs periodically join expeditions simply because, well, people, you get, you get that many people going out somewhere into deep space, somebody's bound to need a repair. Um, just basically a reminder for how we are supposed to be conducting ourselves if we are representing this, formally representing the SEALs. Um, to build off what he said, that Expeditions are the lifeblood of the whole seals. It's where we get our most cases. It's where we get the most interaction with the wider galaxy. And beyond people, you know, jumping out to the to the Reddit or Twitter or whatever to say, "Hey, look, seals!" Yeah, um, it's it's the best way to get our name out there. And providing that service is what we're all about. We we do occasionally encourage people that we've you know come to a basically either an informal agreement or just. The organizer hasn't said explicitly no to having seals tag along. Uh, is we say, hey, look, there's this expedition, go do it, and it draws people into elite. It gives them something to do. It allows them to be more convenient than a fleet carrier. Sometimes, if you know, hey, there's a whole bunch of seals embedded in this organization. Maybe instead of flying 15 light years or, or not 15, 15 jumps to the nearest DSSA carrier or the trailing carrier behind me. I'll just see if anyone's nearby, and even if it is, you know, oh, it's 20 jumps, oh well, it's a little longer. It's still a gameplay experience, it's still interaction with the community, and that type of event is fun, honestly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the interactions we had during Distant Worlds 2 were so-called beachhead repairs, where you've got surface or space meetups with, well, in some cases, dozens and dozens and dozens of different players, and you're sort of operating repairs on an ad hoc basis. So, um, in the previous episode, we talked with each other. Um, we talked about uh, if, you, if you were planning on doing a Distant Worlds 3, or attending a Distant Worlds 3. And then you said no, because you don't think that one has been scheduled, because uh, the Frontier can't keep up with the load. Has that uh, changed well, over the years, that opinion? If Worlds 3 happens, we will certainly be a part of it. Right. But and that's then. a big if. I can I can speak to this, but actually of the fact that I'm in the Distant Worlds three planning server, um, which which is, is public that it exists, um, and the overwhelming consensus of the organizers seems to be from everything that has been made public that Odyssey does not have the content that would support another Distant Worlds expedition. Distant Worlds one was pre-engineering; it was 
let's see if this can be done, if this in test of endurance is even possible. Distant Worlds 2 came after, was, was designed to include fleet carriers and was designed with a couple other goals in mind, but it still had the whole expansion of this is the first one with engineering, there's new planetary tech, the, 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 like planetary tech got improved, there's new landings, like you can land now. That was a big thing that I think DW2 added that DW1 didn't. Even though we considered them common things, they still came in after DW1 to support, okay, this is going to be a new and different experience that, unlike anything else, has been attempted before. With Odyssey, there just isn't that extra thing that would push a whole new expedition. Distant Worlds expeditions take the better part of a year to plan. They take a quarter to half a year to execute. It's a significant time investment, and with Odyssey as it stands, there just isn't the content there. I mean, yeah, there, there's there's some atmospheric planets, but there's nothing new and different about them that wouldn't get old and lame, you know, five, six, seven things in. Uh, there's another planet that looks pretty darn similar. Or I can't, I can find that. 20 jumps from home as opposed to 2,000 jumps from home. And so as disappointing as it is, DW3 likely with what has been presented in Odyssey, I don't think it's going to happen. And, and that sucks because Distant Worlds 2 was the most fun I've had in a video game ever, period. Oh, likewise. But I don't think that it's really possible with Odyssey. Um, which is unfortunate. But there's also you gotta think of the, who's playing the game nowadays. And Odyssey is attempting to draw in the more casual mm -hmm. person to, you know, the FPS combat, the, yeah, you can fly, but it's not a huge thing. You can do everything within 10 jumps at home. I don't think that read of players that came in of the I'm going to go and do this out in deep space just me alone exploring planets doing this thing I don't think that exists anymore I think that breed of players is slowly dying out of elite and we can even see it with fleet carriers that part of distant worlds one and two was a test of endurance can you make it from from basically the bubble to Sagittarius A which is your last stop to get fixed up and get fueled and change your outfitting, change your ship, anything, and then make it without dying all the way from Sagittarius A to Beagle Point, and that some people went back again. That test of endurance no longer exists. There are fleet carriers that, if we had DW3, would be there every step of the way. You'd never find a, you'd never find a place with the main body of the expedition that was more than two jumps from a fleet carrier. You would... And even if they weren't there, there's the DSSA carriers, and they are no—they're never more than two, than than ten thousand light years away, fifteen thousand light years away. You always, if you are following traveled routes, have a checkpoint not too far away, and, and that kind of—I'll be honest—that kind of kills it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's just not not so much a challenge anymore. It, it's, it's yeah, it's not a challenge. Space isn't dangerous anymore. And and part of the thing was, I'm going to go because I'm going to see if I can make it. And it's this test of endurance and, and intensity, and it just is missing. 
I mean, yeah, you don't have to take advantage of the DSSA or carriers being available, but they're always there. It's a sort of safety net in the back of your mind, and that, that changes the experience. And yeah. additionally, to build off of that, space is meant to be empty. Mm. The part of the fun was getting away from civilization, getting away from the hustle and bustle of the bubble, and now, arguably, Beagle Point is busier than some bubble stations. There are more people at Beagle Point at any given time. There's carriers, there's literally cities fly flying in the sky all over that system. That if, if I jump into it, I want my radar to pop up with a few planets, some stars, and I want running into another ship to be this um, experience of I'm in the middle of nowhere and there's someone else that's awesome, that's interesting, that doesn't happen. Now if I jump in, my radar pops up like I just jumped into Seattle. Yeah. Well, if your ship bumped up, bump, 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 dumb. Jesus. If your ship happened to be in Seattle, I don't think that your ship will be there for a long time. Seattle, <laughs> they're too stoned to know the difference. Ooh. Ooh. But how... It's not that bad. How far do you think that the entire map has been discovered yet? I would be surprised if it's even as much as 10%. I don't I, I think it's still sub 5% of the galaxy. I think it's even still sub 1. It might even still be sub 1% of the galaxy has been truly mapped and explored and it, it makes sense. There are billions of star systems, but there are a limited number of permutations of things to see and mm. a lot of those have been discovered i'm sure there is something that someone spent a lot of time working on said this is gonna be so cool when they find it and we just haven't found it because no one's yeah. looking there but it's but, especially noticeable if you go up or down i mean there's there's, yeah. a, there's a metric shit ton of unexplored systems a mere thousand light years above or below the galactic plane and if you want to find new things, even just find the Colonia Connection Highway and go literally any direction except straight down the Colonia Connection Highway. Go like up five jumps and then across or to the left or diagonally some direction. Go a thousand light years off the CCN and follow it parallel and first discovery, first discovery, first discovery. I, I myself, my first trip to Colonia, I went from Maya to Colonia, that path, I 90 plus percent were first discoveries. It was really cool. How there was much, no one uh, who had done that how before, much did you make? I don't know. I, I didn't pay that much attention. I did it because I needed to get to Colonia and it took me forever to do it. But <laughs> going off the beaten path, even if it's not by much, it's really interesting, especially if you like getting your name on things like there's a couple systems in the galaxy with my name on it. No one will ever see them. No one's ever going to go there again. But it's cool. The reason so little of the galaxy is mapped is everyone follows the same point. People want to go from Sol to Colonia to Sagittarius A to Beagle Point. It is very, they follow the same path. Everyone goes the same way. No one go, very few people go up in a big looping arch or, or go off that path. Mm. So some places are very heavily explored. Some places are not. 
And the reason that so little of the galaxy is is because everyone just goes fastest route. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Or catches a ride on a fleet carrier these days. Carrier pigeon. How, I, how does anyone know how long it would take to to get there via fleet carriers? How many jumps? Uh, to Colonia, it's forty-five jumps. Twenty-two hundred. No. 22,000 divided by 500 is 44 jumps, which is 30 minutes apiece. 20 minutes if you if you really chain them together. It can be right. done in about 15 hours. Yeah, that's 880 minutes. Yeah. 14, 15 hours. And then you have to factor in like sleep, eating. Oh, oh crap, I missed the button. So probably probably about 16 hours if you really were pushing it. Why you would want to? Uh, why you would want to be a carrier pigeon like that? I have no idea. Yeah, it doesn't seem fun. Well, eh. grinding in general doesn't seem fun, but relocating games wholesale There's one reason for it, I suppose. You decide to move from the bubble to Colonia, or I mean, I, I occasionally do it in order to exchange cash between my two accounts, um, but. Other than that, wait, what? Yeah, you can if if you have things set properly, you can launder money from one account to the other in uh with a fleet carrier with very little loss. FDF, don't listen here. <laughs> laundering money. It's not against TOS. Oh, and um, it's literally impossible to prevent. I mean, yeah, they... so long as markets exist, you can't do anything about it. Even if they slap a tariff of, hey, we're taking 10%, okay, that's 10% loss. That's just taxes. Yeah. Oh no, the taxes are back. Oh no. <laughs> um, I was about to say something, but my mind has um, left me alone. Um, Rebooting Yogo. Clear! At least you said my name correctly. That's a, that's a good thing. Um, Jesus. Have you had enough coffee ah, this morning? Yeah. No, I don't drink coffee. Uh, um, but do you guys think that maybe in the future there will be a Apex Interstellar fleet carrier? God, I hope not. Same. And don't see what purpose it would serve. Taxi for all of the things. Or a fleet carrier, fleet carrier. <laughs> nope, no, just no. <laughs> I really don't need a ship, shipping, ship, shipping, shipping ships. <laughs> shipping, shipping um, ships. I. These things are technically possible, but. I don't see Frontiers spending valuable dev time on them. I, as we've already seen, sometimes the things that require the most polish get the least, and the things that really don't need to exist get a lot of dev time, but I just don't see that mechanic being something Frontier is willing to invest time in. What, what's the return on that investment of, We've added the ability to ship fleet carriers at a high price, and 
why would you not just jump it yourself? Exactly. Like, you, why, we have this fleet here, you can load all your stuff on and contract it to fly you here. Well, players already do that. Or you could just fly there, click a button, already pay that crap ton of money, and have the module transferred. I mean, anyone that lazy isn't going to have a fleet carrier in the first place. Because, I mean, the grind for those things is unholy. And yes. at the end of the day, Apex Interstellar only exists for those people who want to play FPS and don't really want to fly. It's so, not exactly the fastest. Hmm. Like, I, I think a, a video I saw was how to unlock an engineer. Uh, set yourself on your... Get, get, get two computers on your first one. Set yourself to fly 50 light years in a taxi. Boot up another game. Play that. Come back. Fly back. Go back to the other game for 20 minutes. Wow. Like, <laughs> literally, that mechanic is here. Unlock this thing by not playing our game. Like, yeah, you have someone logged in for the 100 light years of, of Apex Interstellar Taxis, but you are literally incentivizing them to go find something else to do. Yeah. That's... There, there's nothing to do in a taxi other than go... He is uh, doing nothing at the moment on video. I'm just I'm looking at my watch. It's like there's nothing to do, so I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. So do you think that um, there is gonna be a player-based version of Apex Interstellar implemented into the game, like an actual taxi service that can be done? Because the whole point of Odyssey is that you can have multiple ships in multiple locations, and you don't have to have a transfer ship to switch between the two. I think it would be interesting um, to so see that, a player example, group emerge. You can have like a multi-crew and people sitting in, in passenger modules. So I asked Zach this the previous episode, but guess what he said? Uh, no comment. No comment. Indeed. I wouldn't... Uh, we've already to a point seen this mechanic come into existence with places like the Fleet Carriers Owners Club or other other similar the new pilots initiative that they have fleet carriers that will that they will move they have scheduled routes between beagle point and colonia or something like that they have these these subway routes um or i guess for a castle there'll be the tube routes or something like or no, the I'm, underground no, I'm hungry. <laughs> no i want subway <laughs> cheerios <laughs> you have, you have, I have a cheerios we can share um but I, that mechanic exists to a point of load your ship onto here and help me fuel it every once in a while, but in two days' time, we're going to be there. And it's it's basically Space Uber. Um, it would be really interesting, I think, to see a bubble-born version of contract this, contract this taxi. But it's a little janky of why would I not just fly it myself? You know, significant distances, sure, but... Yeah, I mean, if you hate flying that much, why are you even playing this game? The, exactly. FPS, the FPS is distinctly average. It's not even good, sorry, but it's not even... It you looks don't like know. You Planet Side, but even. even worse. Hey, don't I've, I've watched Planet it. Side. Don't no, no, I love, no, 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 I love Planet Side. I love Planet Side, but it's an old game. A modern game shouldn't look like Planet Side. 
Yeah, I, that makes sense. The FPS currently looks like the building blocks that you build your FPS game on top of. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think it's as big of a draw for the FPS crowd as they were hoping. But they have to find this balance that they've, they, they've created this need to find balance between uh, flight sim enthusiasts and shooter enthusiasts. And that's hard. That takes a special type of person and a very complex balance to make it easy enough uh, for the flight sim enthusiasts to have some base level, get out of my ship and go merc some guys, but also have the technical complexity and the difficulty to entertain hardcore shooter enthusiasts who have a passing interest in spaceships. That's really damn hard. Uh, Those are very differing groups of people. I don't think it was a good idea. And the amount of credits you get for killing someone is um, stupidly low. So. Well, yeah, but rewards have been broken all throughout the game. Exactly, yeah. It's just mining. <laughs> Even though it was nerfed, it's still, um, still very profitable, and so exploration. Um, to be fair, that, that, has, that has improved. I think the most lucrative thing at the moment is um, stacked wing master commissions. Oh, yeah, I've, 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 seen, I've seen that. Just remember, oh. if you're in your spaceship and launch a missile and hit your friends, you still get bounty rewards for shooting your friends in combat zones. Yeah, but it's ground. worth it. Yeah, just, just cluster bomb the settlement until everyone's dead, and then plant your flag and say, We won! Pyrrhic victory! I'm gonna go and kind, cash... Best kind of victory. I'm gonna go cool. cash in my bonds for killing my enemies and my friends. Yeah! <laughs> or, um... Robigo runs are also still pretty lucrative. Oh, I've been trying. I, I've been trying that. Robigo yeah, runs rank. Yeah, that's all I've been doing—just passenger missions. That's how I got oh, my money. Yeah, what, me making money. I just made uh, what is it? Two billion in 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 a week. Ow. Uh. Extortion. Maybe. Drug dealing. No. Slavery. No. No, 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 no. Oh no, exploitation dangerous flashbacks. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Not again. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's public yet, so I won't go into details, but it's called baking. You're gonna DM me later, Jordy. Baking? Yes. So, is, it, is, is this money in Elite? Yeah, this is Elite money, yeah. Are, 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 we, just hot, are we hot boxing on our starships now? I need to learn how to earn. I will. I will tell money. it to you guys after the recording. Good, good. We need to know. It's a mystery. Well, guys, do you have anything to add? Um. Really, the game is I... in a pretty big holdings pattern right now. Um, it has been since the fleet carrier release i'll call it um but there haven't been major expeditions there haven't been major everyone's been waiting to see what odyssey is going to bring to the table and to a point we still are um Odyssey has potential and i the decision to release and make consoles their own thing is is a design decision that was made and as a result of that the game is still in a holding pattern until consoles get it because and the pc universes are unified again um, because the player base is currently just one quarter can play 
the game right now. And well, it's probably that will be the ultimate test of, of of Elite's future is how does the console release fare? Because right now it's concerning. There's still time to pull it up. There's still time to say yes. Here's the console release, and here is our roadmap. And please do a proper roadmap if you, next time. Here's our roadmap of the next major thing we're adding is X. We're going to have that by Y. And even given, like, oh, yeah, quarter four, 2022. Fine. Okay. Don't need to be specific. And if you get... As, as in Star Trek, always multiply your estimates by a factor of four. That way you look like a miracle worker. <laughs> um, but... Wrath of Khan. Oh, absolutely. So, in summary, Elite is in a very struggling state at the moment, but it still has hope. Do we all agree on that? Yeah, I think so. It, it's it's also the question about when the devs are no longer tied up with technical matters, whether FDev has wait did going to put any research. Well, yeah. What do you think, Rick? So what do you think, Rick? Well, they actually tied or what? Oh God's sake! <laughs> Rickson loves his duct tape. I know. Look, it's it's, it's a question as to um, whether they're going to be how much effort they're going to be put into driving narrative content. I mean, I kind of assumed when they started doing stories again, around the time of the Odyssey launch, they were building towards something, and it's just, it's not quite clear what yet. Yeah, it's it's very odd. I, I, I'm just going to leave it up to them, you know. I may come back to the game if it's, if it's still alive, but if it doesn't, you know, it's enough of the chat. So... I mean, I'm, I'm sort of reminded of... When I played EVE Online well over a decade ago, that was sort of what um, CCP did when they decided to build towards Empyrean Age, which was basically a gigantic galactic-scale war. And I've been wondering if, e if Elite is going in that direction, if they're actually envisaging full-scale war between the major factions. Yes. But at the moment, it just... I I don't think they're going to do anything that the entire player base can, can't participate in. If they're going to do something, it's going to be after console release. Mm. Um, and I agree that a lot of Frontier's technical time when it comes to Elite is being spent up right now in fixing this thing. But you also have to keep in mind the difference in Frontier from when they first started with Elite until now. When they started the Kickstarter for Elite... Frontier was make or break on Elite, and it was their golden child. It was the thing that we were spending the most time on because this is what will make or break our company. And that has changed now. The Frontier has several titles, like Jurassic World, or I, I forget what the dinosaur-themed one is. Jurassic, Jurassic or World. Another. There's uh, yeah. a a two version coming out recently. Yeah, uh, no, the, the Jurassic World Evolution, Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster, Lemon Escape, and Elite. Elite is now one of five instead of one of one, and. Even Frontier has been saying, beyond just we are developing games, they will say, we will publish your game. So Frontier's resources are a lot more diverse than specialized on one thing. And 
that's part of the company growing. Be that a good thing or a bad thing remains to be seen, but it does mean that Elite doesn't get the focus and polish that sometimes it might have in the past of we we must get this right the first time. There is more wiggle room when it comes to, well, we gotta meet these deadlines. So that's something that you gotta keep in mind as well. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying it is a thing. Well, I think that... Uh, uh, yeah, continue. Uh, you also have to keep in mind that when Elite started out, Star Citizen was not a competitor. And I think that competition between Star Citizen and Elite is amazing for both games. Because it pushes both teams to do better than the other one. You have Star Citizen, which is so incredibly detailed, but so limited on what it can do. Now, Star Citizen is the model of uh, deep as an ocean, wide as a pond. Whereas Elite has basically a mirror of that, where it is Elite is as wide as the ocean, but it's very shallow in what you can do. And they've both been building towards that middle. Uh, Star Citizen has been adding new features to ships, expanding, making things work. <laughs> and Elite has been trying to expand to that ocean. And it's I always hope that each one of those teams looks at what the other is doing and says, ooh, that's cool, and does their own version of it. Blatantly plagiarized. I don't care. I don't care if you've literally just said, hmm, that's awesome. Let's add that to our game. Because fostering that competition is how both games get better. Each one sees an implementation and says, I bet I can do that better. Or that doesn't make a good sense as a design decision. What if we do it this way? and get a similar end product. That's great for both games. But it's something that I don't see happening as much as it should. And it's something that I just want to see more of. I, I've got a friend who is dead set on Star Citizen. That She loves it to death. She will always, always, always be in for the next big thing with Star Citizen. I used to be very hyper. Spent. I she has spent more than I am worth on Star Citizen. <laughs> um, oh. but, Wait, but you have a worth? I am a college student, so it isn't very high. Yay, college Your son is priceless. Uh, 750 and we'll call it even. Um, <laughs> okay, Rick's son is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, 750 million? Or I used to be very hypercritical to the point of I couldn't see anything positive about Star Citizen. And honestly, it's now the shoe's on the other foot. Um, you can't but, see anything positive you know, I, about Elite. No, I can see things positive about Elite, but it's it's more difficult. Like, I will say, yeah, Elite's got this thing now, and it's one of those, I want to be supportive of it. I want to love it. I really, really do. And you know, I, I don't absolutely despise Star Citizen anymore. I, I recently downgraded my ship from the Nomad to the Titan or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I play it every once in a while. It's much better than it used to be, and I can see the positive sides of it, but it's one of those, I understand what it's like to absolutely love a product to death and just not see it live up to its expectations, not live up to its potential, and that's kind of where we're at right now. It's why I'm hopeful that competition will stop progress. 
Great. I'll, I'll be right back. I uh, guess that this has been a very lovely episode. And I think that we should call it quits here, don't you? Or do you have anything else to add? Um, make sure you have iron and nickel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Zach, I uh, pass the mic to you. So, if you all have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to check out the description. Don't forget to thank the whole seals by joining their server. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, squeak. Squeak. Arf. 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 <laughs>